$100 MBA show, the business podcast that comes at you every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenhome. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online over at 100mba.net. If you're just getting started and you want to make sure you nail your business idea, make sure you check out our free seven-part course on idea validation. Just head on over to 100mba.net slash free hyphen course. In today's lesson, we discuss is being better enough if you're in a competitive market? Is having a better product than your competition all you need to compete with them? Or is being better just not enough? You have to have other things in place in order to compete in a competitive market. This is what we're going to be discussing today. This is a reality a lot of us will face because we're going to enter markets that there are a lot of buyers. And often we're entering markets where there's already an established player, the go-to resource for whatever niche you're in. How are you going to compete with them if they're already a huge name? People rely on them. Is having a better product or service good enough or do you have to have other things in place? That's what we get into. So let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by Front App. If your team manages a support, sales, or product at email account, you need to check out Front. Front's shared inbox makes it easy to collaborate and keeps messages from falling through the cracks. You can assign emails to teammates, add comments to collaborate internally, and set reminders for follow-up to people. Get organized with Front App. Check it out at frontapp.com slash MBA and get a free 30-day trial. You got nothing to lose. Give them a try. It's free. That's frontapp.com slash MBA. If your business is in a competitive market or you're about to enter a competitive market, that's not a bad thing. It means that that market has buyers. That means people are interested in what you're selling. But it's a reality you're going to have to deal with, that there is competition. If you're not first to market, meaning you're not the first person to come out with your solution or your type of solution, then there will be an established player, a company, a business that provides your products and services in your niche that people know, that people rely upon. There's plenty of real world examples in today's big business, but let me give you an example in our business. So as you might know, I am a co-founder of a software company called Webinar Ninja, a platform that helps you run high converting webinars. Now, there are a lot of players in the webinar software space. Even before we entered it and even after we've entered it, there's other people that have come in. And I know my competition. I know there are established names, brands, businesses that people know of. They're household names. There's at least one brand in every niche that everybody knows about. So if I say pizza, there's at least one brand that people know, Pizza Hut, Domino's. If I say computers, you know Apple or Hewlett Packard. There is a name in your head for every industry, even if you don't know anything about the industry. And even if it's a very niched industry, you probably can find out the top player with a quick search. The point is that you're entering a market that has already split up the market share. How are you going to take a piece of that pie? Now, a lot of us say, well, my product is better. It's more powerful. It offers more than the competition. So therefore, I'm going to dominate. Well, it doesn't work that simply. In fact, there are a lot of businesses or a lot of products or services that are superior in their niche. They have better solutions, they have better offerings, they're better priced, but they're not the top dog. Why is that? It's because of two things. One, being first to market has its advantages. It has its disadvantages because it's very challenging to introduce a new concept to a market. But by being first to market, 
they automatically take 100% of the market share. So if any competition comes in, they're going to try to get a slice of that market share, but that first-to-market business will get the majority of the market share pretty much for most of the business. Now, there are exceptions to this, obviously. And the reason why is that it's hard for people to break habits. Or a better way to put it, it's hard for people to change what they already know. So if they know an established band, it's hard for them to say, oh, there's a different way to do this. So for example, Uber is the number one rideshare company out there. So there are other ones there. The second one is Lyft. So how does Lyft compete with Uber? But when I say ride-sharing, most people think of Uber because they were the first to market. They're the ones that everybody knows as ride-sharing. So how do you get somebody to switch from Uber to Lyft? That's a tough one because even if Lyft has a superior offering or service, you still have to get people to switch over to something they're already used to. So what's the answer? Number one, having a great product and service is a default. You have to have that. And you should have a better product or service in your competition so you can be competitive. So how do you get part of the market share? Well, you got to think about how did the actual first player in the market get customers? So for example, with Uber, they got customers by going to conventions like South by Southwest, people that are tech savvy and would be interested in trying ride sharing. And they got them on board with some free credit. So in other words, they got people that never ride-shared before to use ride-sharing because, again, it didn't exist before them, right? So Lyft is not going to try to compete with Uber directly all the time. They may want to do that down the line. But most of their efforts is going to be trying to get people who have never heard of ride-share and associate ride-sharing with Lyft and not Uber. So going after new customers, not trying to convert customers that are already using Uber. Again, it's really hard to change somebody's habits. It's really hard to get somebody to get off one thing and start a new thing unless the incentives are huge. So yes, having a great product and service is important. And it could be a defining factor. And it's the way to get people to switch over, but indirectly. Let me explain. When Facebook became popular back in 2008, where not just colleges were able to sign up, but everybody can sign up, there were other players in the game already. MySpace, Friendster, these are their competition. They were first to market, actually. But Facebook was able to compete and dominate because they had a great strategy. Their implementation was great. They didn't worry about people that are already on Friendster or MySpace. What they did is they got new people that had never heard of social networks like Facebook. Connect with your friends, connect with long-lost friends, family members. And what happened is that they just went and got new customers. And those new customers enjoyed the product so much. They enjoyed the experience of Facebook so much. They told their friends, hey, look me up on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. And some of those people were like, well, I use MySpace or I have MySpace. And they would have to switch to Facebook if they wanted to connect with them. So they let their customers or their users take care of the conversions. You're going to trust a friend or family member or you have more of an incentive to switch because you want to communicate with them rather than you, the company, telling them, hey, switch, we're better. That rarely works. Guys, I'm going to wrap up this lesson and give you a great summary to take this all home so you can implement in your business. But before that, I got to give love to today's sponsor, HostGator. When you're building a business, you don't want to have to worry about the tech of creating your business website or registering domain names, or getting SSL certificates for secure checkouts, let the experts take care of that for you over at HostGator. When you sign up for HostGator, you get 24-7 live support. So you get a whole team of people dedicated to make sure you win with your business website. 
They'll help you and walk you through creating your website, maintaining your website, and upgrading your website whenever you need it to be upgraded. That also includes when you start with the baby plan with HostGator, you can upgrade at any time as your business and your website grows. But the point here is just to get started. And now is a great time because you could save 30% off with our amazing discount code. That means you can get started for only $5 a month. Just go to HostGator.com slash MBA30. Again, that's HostGator.com slash MBA30. All right, so I want to wrap up this lesson with an actionable summary. So number one, yes, you have to have a product that is superior, that is competitive. You should always strive to have the best product in your market. Just like Facebook, they did that and they were able to get people to sign up and tell their friends about it. Two, competing in a competitive market is not just about how good you are. It's also about how you acquire new customers. Getting people to switch over from a current user in that market is very difficult. Habits die hard. It's very hard for somebody to switch over. It's not impossible, but your efforts are best spent trying to get new customers to do that for you. Create a superior product that makes people rave about it. Talk about it on social media. I always say that you got to make products that are a no-brainer, that make complete sense, that are easy to use and get people wins quickly. Whatever that win is, whatever that's entertainment, looking good, feeling good, accomplishing some sort of business goal, whatever it is, if you can get that result to somebody quickly, they'll be impressed and they'll tell others. So yes, being better is important, but it's not enough. So let's get into action. If you're entering a competitive market or you're in a competitive market, you got to think of a strategy to acquire customers, new customers that would be interested in your products, preferably people that have not tried or bought your competitor's products. This is your first step. Once you have an established market or established customer base, then the next step is going after people that have tried other products but are currently not using them. They're looking for a better solution, and that's you. Lastly, whenever you're creating a product or a service, you have to have a way to make it easy for people to share it, whether it's share buttons or links on the bottom of your emails or some sort of incentive program, whether that's giving them credits towards buying new things from you or giving them commission like an affiliate commission or giving away prizes. The point here is, is that you got to incentivize people that are using your product to share it with others. Use your customers as evangelists. That's how you compete. You can't do it alone. You can't just do it with your own company. You got to seek out the help of your existing raving fans. All right, guys, I hope that helps. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. I sure love teaching it. Guys, make sure you hit subscribe so you get all our episodes automatically. We got a couple awesome episodes coming up tomorrow and the day after. It's a two-part lesson because this topic is huge. We'll be teaching Customer Onboarding 101. And this topic is so important because it can make or break your business. People's first impressions, how they interact with your products or services when they become a customer really is critical. This is especially important if you have a membership system or a reoccurring charge in your business or if you have a refund policy, which most of us have. If you want to reduce refunds and get people to hold on to their products and enjoy them, then customer onboarding is super important. So make sure you hit subscribe so you get part one and part two of that lesson tomorrow and the day after. All right, guys, that's it for me today. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. You know, when I teach topics like this, you know, how to be competitive in a competitive market, you know, is being good, you know, or being better enough in your business? It makes me think, man, business is hard. 
there's so many things to consider. There's so many things you have to do to be competitive. And I wish I could tell you, yeah, but it gets easy. It doesn't get easy. The point here is, is that if you want to be great at business, you got to keep on striving to be better. You got to think of ways to keep competing. And that's fun and that's challenging and that keeps you on your toes. So just keep that in mind that you're either growing or you're dying as a business and even as a person. So you got to be always growing. Be conscious of being in a growth state because if you're not doing anything to grow your business and to get better, then the gravity of competition will weigh you down. All right, guys, I'll see you in tomorrow's episode, part one of Customer Onboarding 101. I'll see you then. Take care.